First in the morning, SAFM Sunrise with Stephen Grutis. Six minutes now to seven the time. Well, in the president's speech last night, he said that we're now paying more money on interest than we spend on the police service. And at the same time, we're seeing fewer and fewer crimes being solved. In the Western Cape, police failed to solve 60% of serious crimes committed. You'll have heard me say before, nationally, only around 15% of murders lead to convictions. Dr. Guy Lamb is an expert on crime at the University of Stellenbosch. Dr. Lamb, good morning. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning to your listeners. Our crime detection rate is incredibly low. I mean, you'd think murders would receive the highest priority. It's only 15%. In the Western Cape, you know, most serious crimes go unsolved. I'm sure it's the case in the rest of the country too. Absolutely. I mean, if we look certainly at uh, the national statistics, which are included in the SAPS annual report, it does vary from crime category to crime category. So your detection rates are quite low for kind of categories such as murder, but um, higher for cases of assault, for example. Um, and of course, this has to do with the nature of gathering evidence and the complexity that comes, for example, murders or uh, robberies with aggravating circumstances where the perpetrators aren't necessarily known or the victims die as a result of the crime. So hence, it kind of slows down the detection process. Is there any prospect of it getting better? Um, I mean, the important thing is if if we kind of look at, I mean, crime crime areas vary quite considerably. We know most violent crime takes place in about sort of 10 to 15 percent of policing areas. So the concern is that if you look, for example, at the high crime areas, which are priority areas, they have much lower overall detection rates. Um, so the point is, if, if the police really want to tackle violent crime, they need to be devoting as much of their resources to the high crime areas um, and investing within the kind of detective service, investing in um, the actual investigations of crime and in the sort of the, the prioritizing of crime uh, complaints to court um, and working with the MPA to try and increase the conviction rate. Um, yeah, so that's the kind of challenges we face. Um, Do the police need more money? I mean, tomorrow we have the medium-term budget policy statement, the president talking about the amount of money we're spending on interest at the moment. If they lose some funding, I imagine people, no one will want to reduce visible policing. They won't want to take police officers off the sort of beat. But it would, I mean, where would they cut back? And the worst thing, from what you say, would be to cut back then on, you know, detectives. Yeah, I mean, it's one of these problems is, you know, the police is a very large organization. It's one of the biggest kind of government employers. Um, You know, it has representation across the country in more than 1,100 policing stations. um, And police need people to do the visible policing to investigate the crimes, um, you know, need the vehicles to get to to areas where police typically can't patrol. So it is a very difficult one. I mean, obviously, one could try and be more creative and more innovative in the way in which one does policing the use of certain technology to do that. But unfortunately, what usually happens is you have to invest, you have to spend money in this in order to save money in the long term. So, you know, we are in a bit of a rock and a hard place on this. There's not much else the police can be doing um, with the money that they've got. And certainly there's not going to be much money in the in the short to medium term for them, as with every other government department. So many people have spoken about leadership and the police crime intelligence unit and all of that. Um, and I realize this is very difficult. You're trying to improve a very big ship, as you say, a very large number of people and trying to improve the entire way that it works. There must be other police forces around the world that have been able to do this in the past. 
I mean, in terms of turning things around, I mean, the, there, there's a, a, you know, positives and negatives of the South African police service. I mean, the, the you know, the police service is structured in South Africa, it's structured in a very hierarchical way. So it's very top down. Um, so instructions are given at the top and those at the bottom have to follow. Um, where in many other countries, the police are, tend to be sort of city based you know, or sort of, you know, county based. Um, and, you know, it's a bit more maneuverable, a bit more versatile in those kind of circumstances. So I think the best we can do in South Africa is to work at the station level and um, devote as much resources as we can and support to station commanders and cluster commanders who are at the coalface of crime fighting. And if one invests in them and supports them, we can probably start to make a difference. Um, whereas restructuring the large organization is very difficult. Dr. Guy Lamb, thank you very much indeed. Crime expert, as you can hear, at the University of Stellenbosch.